You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 31. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you? I have just been having the most amazing summer. I feel like I've been on vacation for like six weeks or something, which is just so self-indulgent or it feels self-indulgent. I'm trying to raise the bar on my ability to appreciate and experience joy because there's that part of me that feels guilty for being too happy and having such fun, you know? Uh, It's just that old programming that I should be working hard and toiling, but then you get the life coaching skills and you learn how to create a life that's right for you, and then you go do it, then you're like, ah, I guess I should just enjoy it. So I'm working on it. But it has been a fabulous summer and I'm really loving keeping up with the podcast and coaching my clients from all different places. You know, I get to, I've been coaching in Costa Rica and Lake Tahoe and I just got back from Lake Almanor and all these just beautiful places I get to talk to my clients on and it's just been super fun. But today I am back in my son's closet recording this podcast and answering this question from Jenny. So Jenny writes, Hi Tori, I recently started listening to your podcast after finding Brooke Castillo from a friend. Now, if you haven't listened to Brooke Castillo's podcast, I highly recommend it. She's one of my life coaching teachers from way back when, about gosh, 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. And she has a podcast called The Life Coach School Podcast. Super amazing, as is she. So if you're looking for a new podcast, check it out. But to continue, Jenny says, I'm fairly new to this life coaching stuff, but I've seen huge changes in myself since listening and applying the principles that you and Brooke teach. I find that I'm not sure how to help my children discover these amazing liberating principles. My oldest, who's 13, is a lot like me or who I was. He's a total people pleaser and major perfectionist. This sweet boy does everything he can to try and control everyone else's happiness to his own detriment. I think he thinks that if he's perfect, I or his teachers will be happy. When I try to give him suggestions or point this out, he calls himself dumb and a failure. In fact, he is calling himself these things almost daily. Just today, he said, I'm so dumb. Why can't everyone else see that? This is a constant issue for him. He would rather get a worse grade or not perform to his full ability than to talk to his teachers or coaches and admit he doesn't understand how to do something. How do I help this well-intentioned but out-of-control boy? He is literally destroying and hindering himself to make everyone else happy. Okay, Jenny, I'm so sorry that you have to watch your son really torture himself, right? And now you've got this insight to see how he could change. And it's so hard to watch because it's like, you know, your kid's like, 
I have a headache. It just hurts so bad. Please help me. And you're like, I have Tylenol. Here's some medicine. And he's like, no, I won't take it. You know, it's just a really difficult thing to watch your kid in pain who also doesn't want to fix it. So how can we help as parents watching our teenagers beat themselves up for not being perfect or holding themselves back and not wanting to take risks, challenge themselves because of a fear of failure or fear of embarrassment or whatnot. So here are some parenting tips that you can implement to help your perfectionistic child no matter what age. Number one, celebrate mistakes. This is a tricky one to do when you are a recovering perfectionist yourself, but it is so worthwhile. Go around the dinner table and ask everyone to share their biggest mistakes. Celebrate. Like whoever made the biggest faux pas gets the biggest dessert. (laughs) Talk about your failures or embarrassing mistakes that you made when you were his age, when you were 13. Teenagers love to hear because even though we don't feel like we're perfect parents, they kind of can put us on a pedestal and kind of see like we don't make mistakes. And so they love to hear that a D mom got in geometry or you know, when dad asked a girl out and got embarrassed and, you know, made a fool of themselves, whatever, they love it. So dig up those stories from your childhood and think of as many as you can. It's so helpful for them. So we kind of get to mess with his mind by viewing mistakes as a good thing. We make mistakes when we're taking a risk, we push outside our comfort zones, and we live life to the fullest and live as a human, (laughs) a human who makes mistakes. So I remember trying to talk to my kid's second grade teacher about, you know, can you please, you know, celebrate when she does something wrong? Like if she gets to in trouble or has to move her card, can you like, yay, you move on, you're in yellow today. Isn't that great? (laughs) Because she was so perfectionistic and stressing herself out and hating school and coming home and crying. And so I'm trying to encourage her to loosen up and have a little fun. And her teacher just looked at me. She's like, I don't think I can do that. (laughs) So it's hard when you, you this teacher was also a perfectionist. And that's where my daughter was learning it from was her first and second grade teachers were really, you know, pretty uh, wound up tight. So try to do it at home, encourage them to make mistakes, encourage them to get a little bit in trouble at school. Because right now, Jenny, your son is feeling shamed, like when he even contemplates making a mistake. So shame can only live in the dark. When you bring it out into the light and laugh at it, own up to it, celebrate it, it loses its power. So number one, celebrate mistakes. Number two, I'm going to give you some magic words. These two magic words are very powerful and very easy to adapt into your daily vocabulary. And I highly recommend you use these on a daily basis. The two magic words are, oh, well. Oh, well is one of the greatest ways you can help your child learn to go with the flow. We're late again. Oh, well. I didn't get my homework assignment in on time. Oh, well. I was too scared to talk to the coach about getting more playtime. Oh, well. I'm trying to make everyone happy except for myself. Oh, well. Try it. 
try it out on yourself, try it on your kid, and just notice how your muscles start to relax and the tension kind of drains out of your shoulders every time you put oh well on the end of a stressful comment. Number three, the personality puppet show is what I call it. So with kids, I like to tell them that they have a personality puppet show going on inside their brains. So don't ever do this when your child is tense and be like, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, why can't people understand? Do it when they're relaxed and calm and kind of grab a piece of paper and sit down with your son and the each of you draws a picture of your inner perfectionist. So you kind of talk about how like there's different personalities inside my brain and one of them is very perfectionistic. There's another one that's very relaxed and chill. There's another one that is kind of rebellious and want, just wants to do the opposite. There's another one that avoids and procrastinates, you know, just different little characters. So when we personify them, it makes it a little bit easier to separate ourselves from them. So together, you and your perfectionistic kid, I mean, really at any age, can create characters out of the voices in your heads. These characters that say, like, you're not good enough and you're going to fail and everybody's going to know. So ask yourself, as you're drawing the picture, does it sound like a male or a female voice? Is it more of an animal, a cartoon character? Is it like a monster or is it human-like? What kind of clothes does it wear? What kind of movements and facial expressions can you imagine that this character has? So really create a clear visual of your inner perfectionists. And then you're going to draw a little speech bubble over its head saying the things it likes to say. Different people will have different things. It might say, I'm dumb, I'm stupid. But in this scenario, with this character, I want you to say, you're dumb you're stupid. Whatever you do isn't enough or whatever. So it's as though this character is talking to you and that your son's character is talking to him. So that once you have this picture all drawn out, this character could have wild hair or it could be, I don't know, a turtle in a shell saying, it's just safer if we just hide and not do anything. Ask yourself, would I want to be friends with somebody who spoke to me that way? You know, someone's telling you, you're not good enough. You should be better than you are. Do you want to be friends with that person? Would you ever talk to somebody else like that? If not, thank your inner perfectionist for trying to keep you safe. Tell her your opinion is noted, but not welcome. Give her a snack and send her out for a walk. She or he will be back anytime you do something outside your comfort zone. So talking to authority figures sounds like a trigger for your son, Jenny, tell him to expect his inner perfectionist to show up every time he has to go admit his imperfections. You want to learn to like get become friends with this character, not an enemy, a friend. As you write and you talk about your inner perfectionists, you'll remove the shame of it. And when you can separate out this character from the other parts of you, it creates a little breathing space. You realize, I am not my inner perfectionist. I am the one who can observe it, listen to it. I can believe it or not believe it. It's not me. It's separate from me. So 
encourage your son, Jenny, when he's calm to think of a time when he made a mistake and he didn't beat himself up for it. I guarantee you there was a time, even though it might be hard for him to find it. Think about maybe he spilled milk sometime on the counter or he forgot his jacket at his friend's house. Like it can be so simple, like he forgot to put the toilet seat down. Have him notice that the voice didn't make a big deal out of it. Like what did it say instead? It probably said something very easygoing, like, oh, well, no big deal. Show him that he already has this voice in his head and ask him which voice he would rather listen to, which voice would he rather be friends with, and which voice does he respect more. Just kind of letting him know that he gets to choose. All right, we're moving into the life coaching answer, which is what gets in our way from implementing these three strategies of talking about the personality puppet show, using the two magic words, OL, and celebrating mistakes. Things that get in the way from these and other strategies Well, I'm sure, Jenny, that you realize that your own inner perfectionist is going to get in the way. I think you're already on to yourself there. So when you have a situation like Jenny has here with her perfectionistic son, it's not unusual for a mom to type into the search bar and Google and say, how to help my perfectionistic child. But what comes up is a lot of articles that make you feel so bad about yourself that you are unable to help your son. (laughs) You can read an article with well-meaning advice, but uses words like, it's crucial to teach this to your children. Your children are watching how you react to every situation. Make sure you're modeling good behavior. Children need to know, blah, blah, blah. So don't dismiss it because you need to demonstrate these skills. And it's all this very like urgent, tense, language that makes it seem so important and critical that just makes you feel like you already failed your child. (laughs) You're already not doing enough and you just feel worse about yourself than before you Googled how to help your perfectionistic kid. When you are recovering perfectionist yourself, trying to do everything right, you're going to read this article and think, I suck. (laughs) His anxiety is all my fault. I'm totally screwing up and I'm doing it all wrong. This is why I started this podcast, because these articles might be true. I'm sure there are at least 20 different things that a mom can do to help her child with their perfectionism. But listing 20 ways mom needs to change overnight or else she's causing her son to be happy and stressed, unhappy and stressed, so not helpful. What keeps us from helping our kids deal with their perfectionism our own perfectionism, but a culture that feeds right into it. We are still surrounded by a perfectionistic culture that likes to blame mommies. (laughs) So the best way for Jenny to help her son is to pay attention to her own emotions and keep doing what she's doing to feel better, to tame her own perfectionist, to help herself like go with the flow and take the stress off of her. As Jenny focuses on herself and her own growth, while staying away from media that makes her feel like she isn't already perfect as she is, then she will be in a better position to help 
herself. So my suggestion is to work on yourself in front of your son. Do it out loud with him watching you in these three ways. Number one, talk out loud about what your inner perfectionist is saying. I can hear my inner perfectionist getting mad about my being late. She is saying, I should have left earlier. I should have allowed more time. I'm such an idiot. They're going to be mad at me. I would never talk that way to anyone else. It's super mean. So I'm going to send my inner perfectionist out to Starbucks and just say, oh, well. So you can kind of like model that out loud in front of your son. Like you're driving in the car together and you hear your inner perfectionist creep up. Just start to voice it out loud. Number two, talk out loud about your emotions. So that's you're talking about your thoughts. Now you're going to talk about your emotions. Because your son is 13, I would start by just doing this yourself out loud. So you can say, I'm feeling embarrassed because I didn't do everything perfectly. I can feel my cheeks getting hot. I feel like crawling into a ball and hiding. Or I'm mad at myself because I said something dumb. I wish I kind of regret what I said. I wish I could take it back. And this anger is causing tension in my shoulders and my fists are clenched and my stomach is in knots. If he was younger, I would ask him where in his body he feels the emotion, what color it is, what it feels like, etc. If he's a young 13, you might still be able to get away with that. But perfectionism is a kind of anxiety, and anxiety is an avoidance of emotions. So the best way to get over anxiety is start to become tuned in with your actual real emotions, not just stress and anxiety. (laughs) So when you can learn to process emotions, there's no need for anxiety. So for mama to work on her own emotions would be helpful, and she can You know, she can ask him, like, where in your body do you feel that? But she can also reflect what she sees. Like, wow, you're so angry. Your fists are clenched. I can see that you're yelling. In fact, I think I want to do a Facebook Live about that because I want to show you guys and demonstrate how to mirror your child when they're in, when they, in the moment of when they're stressed, because a lot of this is advice is for when they're calm. So maybe tune into the next Facebook Live And I'll show you guys how to deal with it when your kids are really stressed out in the moment. So go to lifecoachingforparents.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get the link. Or you can go to Facebook and just type it in the search bar, Supermom is Getting Tired group. It's a Facebook group. Okay. And last thing Mama could do to help her stressed out son is to love more, care less. So this is something I work on in my Leading Your Teen Masterclass, where you want to love the person your kid is today with their flaws and imperfections and care less about how he's showing up in the world, okay? So when we care for our kids, so as for moms, love and care go hand in hand, right? The way you love them is by making sure they are fed and warmed and they get sleep and you kiss their boo-boos and when they fall down. But as they grow into adolescence, to a child, care can feel controlling. It feels like you're treating them like a child rather than this adult they're trying to become. So 
as they move through adolescence, you want to learn to care less about his grades, whether he talks to his coaches or teachers, you know, what he's, you know, he's doing with his friends, caring less about how he's showing up, but loving him more with his imperfections. Because, you know, nobody tops out at 13. <laughs> that is not usually the peak of when we, you know, self-actualize and we act our best. So, like, he's going to have a few years of not really being his best self. And that's okay and totally normal. So, mom can care less about that and just focus on loving him, feeling compassionate towards him, Take the pressure off him by just accepting him as he is today. And that is just what a stressed out, perfectionistic teen needs. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is suppressing our inner perfectionist or inner critic. When we first realize we've got this voice in our head that is mean and not helpful, our first instinct is to kick it to the curb and get rid of it. When we hear our kids saying, I'm dumb, we want to jump in and shut that awful voice down and tell them, of course, you're not dumb. You're smart, right? But as you've learned, that doesn't work. (laughs) Every time we try it, it doesn't make them feel good. They get mad at us for not agreeing with them, right? So the same is true for us. If we deny or suppress our inner critic, It creates tension, resistance, and exploding doormat syndrome, where we explode at minor problems. So instead of trying to suppress this perfectionistic voice, try turning the volume up on this critical mean voice. When we turn the volume up and create a character and a personality associated with this voice, there's no resistance. We let it get bigger. It allows us to see it separately from us and not believe that everything this voice says is true because we can see it's like, oh, that's a separate character. That's a voice. There's this other voice in me that says, well, I'm not the stupidest person on the planet. (laughs) There is a logical voice in there somewhere. It also teaches us that if we can turn a voice up, we may also be able to turn it down. Today's Supermom Power Boost is the Queer Eye Netflix show. If you are going to have a harsh inner critic, you'll want to have a powerful inner cheerleader too. Well, we can be this for our children, but sometimes we need inspiration. I find the Fab Five from the Queer Eye show on Netflix to be a great source of inspiration. These five men help somebody change without making them feel bad for being the way they are. Because it's a tricky thing as a mom, right? You're like, oh, my child, you are perfect in every way, but you're also a slob. (laughs) You are perfect in every way, but could you please study a little more for your tests and get your grades up? You know, it's kind of this weird dichotomy. And I feel like the Fab Five from Netflix does a good job of being able to do both. Like, you're wonderful and gorgeous and amazing. And let's fix this. <laughs> let's clean this up. So the show offers life makeovers, but also love, kindness, and compassion. Watch this feel-good show for inspiration and ideas on how to support yourself as well as your kids while also being perfectly imperfect. Whenever I'm feeling embarrassed or inadequate, 
I like to pretend that the Fab Five are talking about me. So I just create this inside my own little imagination. And I imagine that they're saying, oh, we love Tori. She's gorgeous. Look at her fabulous self. She's so great. I love her. (laughs) Every time I do this, it makes me smile. I just get such a kick out of imagining that they are there right behind me, cheering me on and helping me cope with being imperfect in a perfectionistic world. Today's quote of the day, if parents want to give their children a gift, The best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. Carol Dweck. And if you have not read Carol Dweck's book called Mindset, I highly recommend, especially if you've got an inner perfectionist. Take care, have a great day, and I will see you on Facebook Live, or I will talk to you next week on the podcast. Love you and leave you. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.